Blog what up, what up, what up, what up? What up, what up, what up, what up? This is the next chapter. TNT Radio. With A-Town and Gypsy Star. We about to get into it today. Some intellectual ignorance. Silver and away. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Yo, it is the beginning of the new week. Well, actually, Sunday is, but we'll take Monday. We are in it to win it. We're here to begin it. Here to spin it. I don't know. I think I read a rhyming dictionary before I called in. But yo, 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 this is the next chapter radio. TNC. Welcome. We will always be diving into open and in-depth conversations about dreams, determination, and dedication, and the journey taken to realize them, focusing on transitioning from one level to another and recognizing when and how to move to the next chapter. Tune in tonight with your toast, with your toast, with your host, A-Town, and... Gypsy Star. As we get into some intellectual ignorance. 
I'm working with a cold. So I'm going to sound like it. And we're just going to work through that. So let's check in first. How was your week, Gypsy? Gypsy? Man. Well, Brother Noomsi, um, <laughs> the week was all right. A little hectic, you know. Holiday season and all. And yes, I know for my all my people out there in the RBG community or whatever we going by us hotel brothers woke whatever. <laughs> That's a little taboo, but so what? <laughs> you do your thing, I do mine. Tell and me. That's hey, where don't swim in my life. toilet. I won't pee in your Yep. Don't swim in yeah, my toilet. So. I won't pee in your pool. That's kind of nasty, but exactly. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't make it up myself, but I always liked it. Right. Yes, yes. How was your week, man? Busy. You know, I left my job and I transitioned. And um, I'm just, you know, doing um, ride sharing right now and then working on my craft and, um, you know, writing and reading and all that kind of good stuff. Um, I have to say that my schedule is off because, you know, um, transitioning to driving and the time period and all that kind of stuff. But I'm getting my read back on. I've been um, praying and meditating daily, and that just has changed my disposition. Meditating is like sex and crack mixed together. That junk I have you hooked. So, been praying and meditating, um, working out, but sometimes my hours and my schedule have been crazy. Um, don't really do the holiday stuff, but you know, son's birthday is in December. So, you know, we do shopping and stuff like that because we always celebrate birthdays. <clears throat> and then we kick it in half fun. So, yeah, it's been one of them things, but I'm getting back. To myself, like tonight after I get off the phone, I mean off the show, I'm going to do some major writing. I got a book that I have to have done by Monday, you know, typed up and stuff. You know, it won't be edited, but it'll be done. And yeah, man, and so I've just been enjoying myself, man, just, you know, thinking about expanding myself, you know, thinking about uh, relationships now, because before that was out of the question, so and really thinking about what that looks like, you know, and seeing who comes along, you know, to fill that spot, you know, whoever it is, get your butt on in here. I got business to take care of. Okay, yeah. And then, yeah, just watching everything around me, you know, doing my psychologist thing, you know, diagnosing the world, you know, figuring all that kind of good stuff out. So, yeah, it's been an interesting week. And I've been getting some of my other reading done, you know, studying the Bible. Yeah, man, so it's been a real good week. I feel free. I feel like I've been uh, off the plantation, <laughs> as they say. You know, um, by the I'm way, black, so uh, I can actually say that. By the way, uh, people don't go see Harriet. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't you go see Harriet. Yeah, okay. don't don't go see Harriet. Um, yeah, because I'm just like, yeah, I'm just, I'm not down for Harriet. And, you know, people are talking about with a, you know. Um, well, no, no, no. We're down for Harriet. We're just not down for the movie depiction 
of Harriet. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, let me look at that way. I'm down for Harriet. I'm down for Harriet, like right. four flat tires and a midget on his knees. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, for the movie, nah, we ain't, we ain't rocking with that. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Go see something that's more culturally relevant, you know, um, without the um, Hollywood spin on it. Yeah, so, yeah, don't go see Harriet. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be on that junk forever. Um, yeah, man, but, yeah, other than that, like, I've been been good, you know, just like I said, chilling, man, living life and, and, and working into my being and into my purpose. So, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So, yes, indeedy. Food for the needy. Um, I ain't going to finish with that because that's not appropriate. So, yeah, man, so, you know, today's topic, main topic is um, embracing success, accepting success, avoiding the self-sabotage process. You know, because a lot of us, you know, we be blaming the world and everything else for our um, failure. And really, it's it's just, that's just a defense. We are killing ourselves slowly and then, you know, complaining about it. And a lot of people don't understand why and how we do it. So we're going to talk about it in a personal, layman, and clinical perspective. So we're going to get into that. Um, the hot topic for the day, for once, I don't think either one of us have decided, but um, let's just talk about the last two shows we did. The last two shows we talked about Byron Allen and what his um, case means for black folks and people of color. And then we also talked about action steps and what could be done to, you know, put us in a better position, you know, depending on what happens. So for those who don't know, basically the um, Justice Department under um, Barr and Trump, you know, I say Trump because, you know, it ain't the Justice Department anymore. It's Trump's um, <laughs> Justice Department. You know, people people work for him. So, uh, yeah, so um, they've decided to challenge uh, a civil rights statute, you know, that talks about how it looks you know, for discrimination. And they're trying to say that it's okay to discriminate based on ethnicity or race as long as that's not the only reason. And that really what the statute is saying, the civil rights statute is saying, is that you can't um, discriminate solely based on ethnicity or race, but you can discriminate, and I'm, I'm summing this up, but you can discriminate based on ethnicity and race as long as there's other factors. And so, literally, they're debating in the um, in the um, Supreme Court as to whether or not, you know, to find that perspective of the DOJ valid. And if they do, that means now someone can blatantly says, yes, one of the reasons I fired you is because you're black, but it wasn't the only reason. And it won't violate any civil rights statute because race was not the only Right now, I think it's um, in, um, interpreted as race is one of the primary or motivating factors. But now what they're trying to say is no race should be the only factor. So, yeah, you, as long as you, you could be a racist, and then that's against your civil rights. But if you're a racist and an asshole, then it ain't because, you know, you have asshole in there, too. And there is no civil rights, you know, to bar against assholes. So yeah, there we go. So um, 
And then we talked about, you know, organizing. You know, Gypsy talked about, you know, making sure you have somebody to taste your food. And, you know, um, because <laughs> you're going to get poisoned <laughs> if, if, if you really do something that's going to change said, it. That's, that's not what, what you I said. said. I, said I said niggas is going to starve. <laughs> so mm-hmm. gonna be no and then what would you say? And then yeah. With you got to have some, some of the stuff. Based yeah, upon yeah. y'all were saying, I said, you niggas are going to die. Because. <laughs> yeah, right. And you told us, and you told us we better have somebody to taste our food for us. That's what you said, yeah. too. Okay. Because they was, cause they was coming for you. <laughs> Based upon yeah. your action statement. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so, well, so I left stuff out, but I didn't make nothing up. Yeah, let's let's get that correct. So Gypsy's <laughs> overall take was, you know, brothers gonna starve, and um, yeah, get somebody to taste your food because you're gonna die. And so um, everybody else was like, let's plan <laughs> to counteract and overthrow this BS, and then make this a safer place. And so we really have some organizing to do and some decisions to make. Because it is becoming real in the field. In other words, it's not anything new as people are talking. And it's not some new brazen idea that America's coming up with. It is just returning to the original state where it was openly accepted and okay to have discrepancies and disregard for people discrepancies with and disregard for people because of race and it was clearly okay to discriminate and to oppress people of color and it's getting down to the point where that is now becoming not only acceptable in public discourse but the current administration and department of justice are trying to make it legally acceptable and that's what we're dealing with and they're also pissed that a brother had a lawsuit for thirty billion dollars, twenty billion with one and company and ten billion with other, and won. And won. And so now yeah, they're trying to turn that over because if they don't turn it over, Byron Allen gets thirty billion. That's where the B. We ain't talking about ducats. We ain't talking about pesos or yen or nothing. We're talking about forty. I mean thirty billion dollars. You can buy a lot of veggie burgers with that. I'm just saying as a but, vegetarian, I could buy a lot of veggie burgers. But you want to know something? Yes. It would be, I just thought about this. It would be totally great if he won, but it would be, be also messed up because they may, the justices may kill two birds with one stone. And they may tell him, seeing as he will basically own Comcast and or Clear Channel, which is uh, Spectrum and all of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it would be really, really messed up. Well, it would be dope if he won, but, you know, in the – when they're writing out how they want this to be carried out, the justices, they could mm-hmm. kill two birds with one stone and say, okay, now he has to give every black person in, or person of color 
Well, yeah, every black person in America, free cable and free internet, and then they'll count that as reparations. <laughs> well, they could legislate that, but that would be funny if it's That'd be funny as hell if they try. <laughs> like, now that you got all the power, Negro, free cable for everybody and fried chicken, you can't make no money off of it. <laughs> that would be messed up. That would be messed up. But, you know, I'll put it past these jokers. Right. And, it, you know, it'd be add insult to injury if he has to buy everybody a Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> if black folks will mess around and end up with reparations being Popeye's chicken sandwiches. I don't even understand right. that. That that I have to joke about that because it just hurts thinking about all the stupidity going on with that. So So getting into that, you know, we got in that. We're going to get back into our affirmations and all that kind of stuff this week, too. But, so, you know, um, have you thought about a topic, as a hot topic for the day, uh, about which we can talk, or should we just pull one from the news hat? Um, I would go with pulling one from the hat, because I've been engrossed in Christmas shopping. And let me say this, because, you know, I did embarrass one of my children, Really, really badly. <laughs> and if I was a better father, I would say that I was sorry about it, but I'm not. <laughs> so, <laughs> because, you know, the baby got most of my check. So, <laughs> I want to say, you know, hey, listen, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Whatever you want to celebrate, whatever you celebrate this time of year, if you celebrate, just friends and family. You know what I mean? That's always a good thing. And there used to be this feeling around this time of year. You know what I mean? Maybe it's because I've gotten older and I got a little jaded and, you know, I got kids, but I'm watching my daughter and she's excited about Christmas. My son's excited, you know, and a bunch of little kids around and a bunch of kids. That feeling of joy and love and happiness and everything that surrounds this time of year. Yeah, we laugh and joke and and are very serious about this Byron Allen thing, but let's try and take this into the new year because the world is getting colder, Um, you know, not talking about temperature-wise, global warming and all that, but people's attitudes towards each other are the humanity is leaving. So let's let's try and store some of this good feeling of the holiday season and disperse it intermittently out throughout twenty twenty. That's just my little diatribe before we get started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um it is a whole bunch going on. I'm just flipping through. I was looking for news stuff, and I saw one, and it's not a hot topic, but it was just—I think it's just stupidity. Um, <laughs> but you know, it was something um, about an article about a black female matchmaker says that black women who you know were having problems um, finding um, 
black men to date should start um, dating bisexual black men or just bisexual men. I'm like, the fact that that made the news is amazing. And the fact that someone would say that junk is absolutely stupid. But I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, uh, yeah. I gotta love the internet. Um, the sister who wrote that is either from Atlanta or DC, isn't she? I don't know. Like I just saw, I refuse to even look into it. Like I'm <laughs> probably from Atlanta or DC, and if she hasn't openly dated a bisexual black man, <laughs> if she's from Atlanta or DC. It's a good chance that she has already. So ain't going to be talking about that. <laughs> you know, I was just like, wow, that is an interesting take. But there's some stuff I just don't, um, I just don't flip through. I'm just like, uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't even, I can't even mess with that because, you know, at that point, you know, I'm just like, I'm just as dumb as you for reading that. I mean, because it's like, oh, this, no, if man. you. No, no, what I'm saying right, No, 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 what I'm saying is Listen, what I'm saying is I'm assuming That they're not talking about Just booty calls And And um, and just Sexual trysts So if you're talking about being fulfilled Emotionally Psychologically And in a monogamous fashion I don't know why you would Tell somebody to go get with someone someone who is bisexual because having dealt with it, if someone is bisexual, then they are going to have parts of them that they're going to consider missing or not fulfilled in a monogamous relationship with any sex, be it the same or opposite. So why you would tell somebody to get involved who is looking for a meaningful and sustained relationship with someone who, by definition, cannot be fulfilled or sustained by you, to me, it's just crazy. It's like, you want me to get with somebody to be fulfilled who, by nature of what they say they are, I can't fulfill, which means either the relationship is going to be open or over. So how is that going to do it? Instead of having no relationship, we'll just have short-term emotional relationships that break you down and make you feel more insecure about yourself. Is that what you're saying? Because that's what I get. Maybe I got something else. Maybe I'm reading too deep into it. Let me know. Hello? Okay. Uh, well, okay. Uh, here's the thing. I personally, I you know what? Listen, I don't like sharing. Period. Just and this is just me. Everybody, <laughs> we, went through, we, went, we, we went through this, but let's let's, let's visit it again. I'm, I'm, I'm stingy, <laughs> but I am. Well, see, I'm stingy and I'm selfish, and this is gonna sound really, really, really bad. But, you know, if I was with a woman and she decided that she wanted to be with me and another woman, 
depending on how the other woman looks. <laughs> could make an exception. But, mm-hmm. and I know this is completely sexist, if my woman got to look like a rotisserie chicken in terms of, you know, just in between two sticks twirling around. No, ma'am. That's not going to happen. But if, like I said, if she was, you know, hey, happy birthday, you know, and it's what I like and what she like and we come to terms, hey, but um, that sounds good, but long term, I've dated two women at the same time before. That's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and time consuming. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> You know, that ain't gonna work. (laughs) I'm just saying. That ain't gonna work. And then if they you know, then (laughs) then if they if they special, you know, a long time eating chocolate sinks up, you just oh my God, no. So I I wouldn't want that. (laughs) Personally. I'm just saying. But 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 the thing about it, what I'm getting at, is that, you know, it sounds like she's talking about being in a place of unfulfilled, being unfulfilled, and therefore looking outside of that that place, but suggesting a place that is going to result in you being unfulfilled again. That's just stupid. That's like, listen. This store right here runs out of bananas every Friday. So when they run out, you should go to this other store who also run out every Friday. So either way, on Friday, you ain't going to have no bananas. But you suggesting I go to another place on Friday, they got the same problem. So I, I, don't, I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? No, what you, you know, know what she's telling you to do is buy some peaches. <laughs> <laughs> I know you want bananas, but here's some peaches. Yeah, whatever. Right. But to to me, you know, but and I will say this: this is one thing that bothers me is the ease at which someone can gain a point a position of prominence in today's society, be labeled an expert or knowledgeable, and then give out BS advice that's potentially going to make people worse or even destroy them. Like the amount of idiots running, you know, public forums, you know, and I mean the amount of people being labeled a leader or an activist for something. And I'm just like, you know, I, you know, and don't get me wrong. I'm not calling out any names because, really, I don't know anybody's resume that tough to the where I can point somebody out. But I'm saying, with all these black activists, all these activists, period, 
I don't see much changing. So I'm like, what are you actually active in? What are you activating? You know, anybody can run their mouth. Anybody can step up and say something and garner attention. But what are you doing that is actually resulting in some form of fundamental change or shift to label you an activist? See, you got speakers, you got activists. So, for instance, Martin Luther King, SCLC, you know, yet Elijah Muhammad, Malcolm X, you got Farrakhan, they're on a fundamental level changing the lives or were changing the lives of people around them through their organizations, through everything. And you saw something tangible, a tangible shift, not only in attitudes, but those attitudes resulted in fundamental and, and, and tangible shifts in neighborhoods, in, 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 in groups of people across the world. Marcus Garvey and the UNIA. I mean, this junk was changing stuff. But now today, what I can see is people can be labeled activists without anything changing. They, I mean, be a public speaker. But how are you well, an activist? Me, well, let me let me let me get back to the lesson at hand, if you will, or the matter at hand, as they say. Hmm. Okay. Which I do agree with you on, but you're not good. You're see, you're you got you got the coup to not say what I'm about to say. I'm going to be completely honest. That's the dumbest shit. Uh, at this point, I have to say that Gypsy Souls, Gypsy Star's views are his views. That's that's all I'm saying. Go ahead, Gypsy. That's the dumbest shit I've never heard of, my, of in my life. I was trying to be comical about it, but now let's just be honest and real. Completely fucking retarded. Okay? First and foremost, this is the the loneliness factor of sisters is real. It's uh, you hear about it all the time, and every five years there's some fucktard jumping up and <laughs> having the oh I've got the solution type of response. You know, sister, you need to just go ahead and start dating outside our race. Get you a white man. And then there's a movement for, you know, it's acceptable. Shania Lathan with her sexy self did a movie with the guy from The Mentalist about that very thing. That was a trend Mm -hmm. in the early 2000s. Remember? They were pushing that. So certain things are being pushed for a reason. You know, Oh, girl, if you can't get you a a man that you can have and share. Now, see, I lived in Atlanta. Women were sharing dudes all along because, well, you know, there was a drought. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now they're trying to make it acceptable. Somebody is, hey, let's make this acceptable. Girl, if you can't find you a man then maybe you should see about sharing one. Monogamy ain't got to be a whole thing. Well, girl, let me tell you now, in 2020, 
If girls, men is getting shot, they going to jail, and they gay. You know what? If you can't find you a good straight brother, or and you don't want to get down with the swirl, go and get you a bisexual man. It's all right. Are you crazy? <laughs> That's the dumbest shit I didn't heard of in my life. Because now you ain't got to just worry about. Okay, if your man step out with Su- little Susie Rotten crotch up the street, you could at least go and put the Vaseline on your face and act like Jill Scott in her first video. But what you gonna do if 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 you got Jimmy going out with Taiwan or Tay K or a little Twan down the street? What you gonna do? Go and fight Twan? Get up off my man? He wasn't no man last night. I mean, come on, man. Seriously, for real? It's the dumbest shit I didn't heard of in my life. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I'm going to give me a glass. Yeah, we just going to hit on a bunch of stuff today. We, we, we just going <laughs> to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sorry, I went you in know, and, for a um, minute, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> just hey no hey hey no, hey you know that's what we do so um you know so that was one you know I'm just gonna talk talk because I'm gonna talk about stuff I normally would talk about oh and if y'all want to call in there's a TNC radio the next chapter on the D Hour Network um check this out your guest call in is six four six 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 eight two five seven four in the second hour we're gonna talk about accepting success and avoiding um, sabotaging, self-sabotaging, progress and process. <clears throat> but now we talk <coughs> we talking about whatever we want to. And right now we were just talking about uh, something I glimpsed at. I did not read it. I saw the headline, and my common sense and intelligence said, "Dummy, don't go and read that." And it was literally about um, a black female matchmaker who said that you know maybe. In today's society, um, black women need to start dating bisexual men. Now, um, whatever comment you got on that, please call in because I'd love to hear somebody talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Because just personally, we'll let you take over the show for a minute and just listen because I, I would love to hear the, like the philosophy about behind that there one. Because that one right there, woo oh, yeah. Okay, now, as I was saying, now, another thing that I wouldn't talk about, but it's out there. Have you heard the controversy, and I say controversy because I don't know what the controversy is. (laughs) You know, I think there's um, ignorance, I think there's intelligence, I, I think there's stupidity, I think there's just lack of cooth and class, lack of, of of decorum, all that kind of stuff. Not necessarily controversial. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But I'm bringing it up because it came up. Lizzo twerking with her behind out at a basketball game. Apparently, this is big news now. Because she's a big woman. I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. 
<laughs> okay, we gonna get some flack about this. Okay, okay. So, um, again, <clears throat> nothing, 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 nothing that I would in any way consider a public conversation. But since it's up, what do you think? Lift. Gypsy. My favorite artist, God bless the dead, wore some late assless pants on MTV. Yes, he did. Why he did it, I don't know, but the man wore makeup from the 70s up until the day he died. And we're talking about Prince, for those of y'all who don't. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They made fun of it. It was on Living Color. Jamie Foxx did a skit. All You know, it was everywhere. It was huge news. It was headlines. And, but we were used to Prince doing outrageous-ass shit like that, just because he was Prince. You know what I mean? Yeah. The thing about it is he was on stage performing. Right? Mm-hmm. She was at a basketball game. She didn't get up and change or stop in the restroom and change or change in the locker room. She went courtside. So you saw her ass literally walk into the place. Ironically, Prince actually had her on one of his albums, on the Third Eye Girl album, um, as a featured rapper. Now, if she did that to kind of shout out Prince or whatever, that's cool. But if she's doing that to extend her five minutes of fame, then it's fucking terrible and you need to go somewhere. You know what I mean? Well, what she, well, what she said is, you know, she's feeling better than she ever felt before. She's happy and you got to live your life and do what makes you feel good. And if anybody doesn't like it, they can kiss her her kiss her ass. Um, what do we think about that? Ugh. And um. <laughs> okay. That, that's a way and, of <laughs> and uh, I can I, I, I can I can understand that she's feeling good about herself, but these are publicity stunts. When I'm looking at them, I'm like, this is a publicity stunt because people are talking about you again. Before you were like, oh man, you know she's she was like. And I dare I say this, Missy Elliott, when she first came out, she was a big chick, but Missy had talent. Missy was cold. You know what I mean? Yeah. But 
she didn't just ride off of the fact that she was big and she could still be beautiful and sexy or whatever. You know what I mean? Missy was creative and outrageous, and she was in a video in a tra- in a big black trash bag balloon type thing. She was a hee-hee-hee-how. I mean, didn't nobody say that before Missy came out. So it's always been cool just to see somebody just embracing all parts of themselves. Like, I met uh, Gabby, uh, I can't even pronounce her name, the chick that played Precious, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not, and I'm not really into full-figured women because I'm a very petite man. Not, you know what I mean. And I just don't feel like I should be with somebody with we standing side by side. We look like the number ten. Like that just <laughs> shouldn't be. Um, you know what I mean. You know, no, mm-hmm. I mean, like, everybody ain't into everything. Like, you know, some people just like light-skinned sisters or light-skinned brothers. Some people like dark-skinned sisters and brothers. Some people like, you know, skinny folks, short folks, tall folks. Everybody got to you have the right to have your proclivities, hands down. But the one thing I would say, getting back to, I think her name is Gabe Sube or whatever. I can't pronounce the shit. Precious, Right. Like, mm-hmm. I met her, and this is after she did Precious and everything, and, you know, she was easy to spot. And she was so nice and so cool, and I was like, you know, it, it just ain't the money or, you know, her her having some form of success. There was a confidence and a, a confidence and a, 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 a beauty in, from inward that came outward that was just amazing and I was just like yo you know what <laughs> hey you you, should, you better stop smiling at a brother like that I mean you know I mean broke your big ass off <laughs> you know I mean but hey but she was she so it was one of those things that just exuded from her and it and she just you could that she was gorgeous You know what I mean Although She wasn't Commercially or She wasn't commercially Aesthetically pleasing if that makes sense Or you know mm-hmm. That's the better way to say it you know what I mean She wasn't the usual Hollywood Type of beautiful You know what I mean and that was okay Yeah, I think Lizzo Is trying to um, do that the thing that I, I, I mean well you and I have talked about and I've said you on the low low for years you know uh, Monique came out skinny bitches is evil blah 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 Star Jones with all that I'm a big beautiful black woman and as soon as they got enough money and clout first thing they did was drop that fucking weight you see what I'm saying yeah Y'all didn't believe that shit when y'all were saying. You know, if Lizzo is embracing herself, hey, baby, go ahead, do it. But you don't need to do the publicity stunt to do that. You know what I mean? You don't need mm-hmm. to do that. You know, that's just me. I looked at it like it was a publicity stunt. She, ain't, she, You know, she's actually very talented, and she didn't need to do that. 
that made me not want to pay attention to her. Like, okay, yeah, don't sit down. You know, just like, it's like, you remember yeah. that Kelly Price song, You Should Have Told Me? Remember that? No. Where she was, okay, she, oh, this sister, oh, she ran, she ran down a laundry list of things she didn't, I didn't rub your back, I didn't tell you you was fine, I didn't cook your favorite meal, and this, that, and the other, but here come the hook. You should have told me I wasn't small enough. <laughs> oh my goodness! I, I was with you. I, 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 you didn't blow up in the course of the relationship. You was big when I met you, <laughs> like. But you didn't do all this laundry list of keeping your man type stuff. But you gonna tell me it was because you had some poundage? Really? That's all <laughs> Okay. Whatever needs you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's right. You know what I mean? It wasn't because you didn't fulfill any of the 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 um the responsibilities of the relationship. It had to be because your weight. <laughs> right. Seriously? Okay. <laughs> like get over yourself. You know what I mean? And that's the thing I think with uh yeah. this whole thing with Lizzo. You know, so baby, get over yourself. You 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 you're you're an attractive you're an attract she really is an attractive woman. You know what I mean? She's mm-hmm. really a very talented woman. You know what I mean? She didn't have to cheapen herself with the publicity stunt. That's just my opinion of it, just being straight up and down about everything. Yeah. My thing is this, and this is um, <clears throat> where I, I, I get on um, – I get I get upset with people. People think that their happiness is grounds and justification to impede on everybody else's. Or is that if what they do to make themselves happy impedes or affects someone else negatively, it's okay because they're happy. And I'm like, that's a selfish-ass attitude. <clears throat> what you should first ask is, do they have a a right or a cause or a justification to be upset? And if I come there with my children, or I'm sitting down watching the um TV with my children, and let's be for real, my daughter watches um football and basketball with me. <clears throat> I have to be aware of how those images are impacting her, and so now. If she asks me, Daddy, is that okay? You know what I'm saying? You know, or what do you think about that? Am I supposed to say, yeah, baby, it's okay. You know, put on a pair of of thongs and you can go shake your behind in public as long as it makes you happy. Really? I mean, it's like, dude, if if you're, put it this way, if your version of happiness (coughs) means that you can piss on everybody else's, why would everybody, anybody else care about your version of happiness? You still have a responsibility to your community and the people you interact with to not only think about your damn self. And I think that's a piss poor <laughs> rationale. Now, if she did something, say that she had on a form-fitting dress, 
<clears throat> someone was like, somebody that size should not have a form-fitting dress. I'm like, forget you. Because now you're talking about preference and aesthetics, and you're telling somebody to accept your aesthetics. <clears throat> but when you do something like what she did, and then start twerking and all that kind of stuff, it's just like, yo, the only person you're considering is yourself. And I don't deal with selfishness well. You know what I'm saying? And, it's, and just because you can does not mean it's expedient or good or helpful. And you got to consider that. And so when she says that, when people say what well, makes me happy, I'm like, that's a defense. <clears throat> and it's a lie. Because if the act itself was defensible, if the act itself was justifiable, she would have justified the act. She would have justified what she did. But when you can't justify what you do, you justify yourself. It's just like this. If you can't, if you can't bring down the message, you bring down the messenger. Well, it's just the opposite. If you can't substantiate the message, you substantiate the messenger. Oh, I was happy. Well, if there was something beneficial or redeeming about what you did, you would be talking about how beneficial it was, how redeeming it was. You know, but you ain't. You're talking about how happy you are. <clears throat> Therefore, the means justify the end. Um, the, um, the ends justify the means. I'm like, whatever. <clears throat> it was just a piss poor display. And I'm like this. I lost respect for her because, well, I, 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 I'm going to say lost respect for her. I, I really don't know much about her. And I haven't say I can't even say I, I developed a respect or lack of respect for her. <clears throat> but what I am saying is I can't respect people who hide behind fake causes and messages, which I believe what it is. It's like, you know, I'm a hide behind this. I'm happy I'm doing what I want. It's like, no, just man up or woman up and be like this. I don't care what you think. I don't care if you think me having my behind out, whether I'm heavy, in shape, or skinny, is a problem. I don't care about societal norms, and I don't care about what people think. I'm going to show my behind, and that's it. But then to try to mask it behind, well, I'm happy, and <clears throat> I'm doing this for my happiness, and forget people who are going to try to hold you down or hold back your shine. I'm like, listen, if your shine is directly correlated to how much of your ass you show in public, your shine ain't worth seeing. Your shine is piss poor and pathetic. If your shine can be removed or diminished by how much of your behind you cover up. <clears throat> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's just, that's just ridiculous to me. I always cracked up when women were talking about, you know, I'm speaking to women and, and showing their bodies. When they're talking about, you know, you trying to limit me and do all this other kind of stuff because of, you know, my body and stuff. Yeah, I'm like, listen, if the if the end all be all and extent of your sexuality is correlated with how much of your body you need to show, then I don't respect it anyway. 
Shit, that's just glorified voyeurism. I'm like, well, even that's even, it. even in the showing of the body, if if before we get to showing of the body, let's deal with the if all you have as far as your sexuality and sex appeal is your body, you fail as a woman. You fail, my. You fail. You're a failure. You're a failure as a woman. You need to go home and rethink your entire the entirety of your life. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, there's a I know I have a friend that I work with who is married and this friend is not me. In case the <laughs> 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 hey, just, hey, just to make sure this ain't the friend part where you really the friend. <laughs> right. Just, you know, be painstakingly clear. But, you know, at at his job, he was telling me, he said, hey, man, listen, I love my wife. I love my wife. I love my wife. This girl, this woman, and she got a nice shape. She, you know, this, that, and the other. But she walked by every day. And she's stopping, smile, and just wave. And he said, outside of his outside of his wife, that smile. And just watching her walk away, whether she be in jeans or a sundress or, or regular the skirt, shorts, whatever. He said that's mm-hmm. that that's one of the best parts of his day. And she's not trying to be overtly sexy. It's just one of those things that she just, and to quote Stevie, the woman moves like grace and songs, like symphonies by Brock and Brahms. <laughs> she just, it's just, and it's just a sexy. It's just a, and it's just, it's just a confidence. It's just <clears throat> air. And it's just an allurement that she commands without even trying to be sexual. That's the thing that women have forgot that they own when they cheapen themselves to just showing their bodies. So, I get it. You know. But uh, again, my friend <laughs> about a woman yeah, but I did. his job. Hmm. It ain't me. But I, I, I agree with you. You know, if if your sexuality is dependent solely on your body, and that's male or female, yeah, you, you failed. You know, I, you know, it's like I say, attractive is how you look. Beautiful is how you live. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's who you are. You know, and so you know, when people come up here, (laughs) you know, so people are sitting up here talking this smack back and forth. You know what I'm saying? And it's all about you know their body, their body, their body. The question is, what's the substance? Because it's like this: I've seen before and after pictures of people, women and men, who are physically stunning. And then all of a sudden they get into an accident, 
uh, whether it be fire, whatever, you know, car, and all of a sudden now they're not this stunning physical specimen anymore. The question is, do they lose their sexuality? Do they lose their sex appeal? Do they lose their attractiveness? You know, what exactly is going in there? Because now you can't point to this flawless body and face because you've been through something. And I'm not putting those people down, but what I'm saying is if those people only had stock in their physical appearance, physical appearance, what what is what what do you make of them now, right? But those people are still attractive. They're still sexy. They still have sex appeal because who they were was not limited to how they looked. That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> that's a limited like that's a limited view, and I find it you know piss poor. You know when um people say that mess, but you know. That's Lizzo. All summed up. You know, my thing is I wouldn't talk about it, but it's out. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm just interested in how people rocking with it. Um, and then, but, and, and again, uh, let, me, let me say for the record. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> what? Go ahead. I said, oh no. Let me just say for the record. <laughs> oh, that was a statement. That's the statement. James Brown yeah. here. How? Just, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, because there's so much stuff going on. Like I really don't care about, but you know, people are talking about it. You know, so I'm just like, okay. So now the other one, and this is gonna take us into it. Then um, we're gonna have to bring up some music. Uh, but I just got to get your take on it Because again It's people's terminology And people are talking about The controversial Controversial Peloton ad Have you heard about this? Where the guy got his woman Some exercise equipment Yes For Christmas And she looked like chime she in. A hostage uh, which is supposed to be a hostage or something? Wait, you talking about when they talking about she looked like she was a hostage or under distress? Or and body shaming and all that kind of stuff. What do you think about that? Um, let me see. Um, <laughs> don't think, feel. It's like a finger pointing to the moon. No, I'm joking. Go ahead. <laughs> I I use that on my kid. This, this, I use that on your niece. <laughs> um, I'm of two. I'm of two thoughts about it. Number one, unless her man was Ike Turner. That's the most unrealistic <laughs> act. Okay. What a premise. Okay, go ahead. That's the most unrealistic fucking ad I've ever seen in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> you aren't buying your woman exercise equipment unless you are like The Rock or somebody like that that exercise with your woman. You know what I mean? Hey, baby, mm-hmm. we got matching. We got his and her treadmill. 
Yeah, or, you know, things like that. I don't know of a man in the world of sound mind <laughs> who's not the uh, the quintessential villain in a Tyler Perry movie <laughs> that's going to buy his woman ex- exercise equipment for her birthday, Christmas, or anything else. And yeah. you'll continue to have a woman. So well, I, don't think, I, I, I don't think anything I, about that commercial. Well, actually, I disagree. It's a, it's a fantastic piece of fantasy. <laughs> I disagree. And this is the thing about it. And I'll say it because of personally. Now, I could think of many situations <clears throat> where one first I don't think is controversial because if a woman can buy a bike, a man can buy a bike for him. I think this is the bull crap that double standard that's been set up where you can't speak your mind to be honest. You know what I'm saying? I like when my brother and um, sister did. Now, they, they eventually got divorced, but they didn't get divorced for this reason. They got divorced for personal reasons. <clears throat> but they did have an agreement. They were like, listen, both of them were fit people. Both of them had seen people growing old. And one person being stymied as the caregiver of the other one. Not because of, you know, some rare disease or something that popped up, but just because one person let themselves go and became so heavy that they could not take care of themselves, you know what I'm saying, later in life. And so they agreed, like, we will take care of each other under any situation except one of us decide we're going to eat ourselves into being overweight. And, you know, when my brother started gaining weight because he was working too much and my my sister-in-law said something, that joker went out and he bought a treadmill the, other, the next day and got on that joker. Now, what I'm saying is, in this case, he bought it, but I'm saying... The fact that she was like, listen, dude, you're getting kind of chunky. You need to put, you know, remember what we said, our 10-pound rule. And he got on it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But also, it's also about knowing something. If, If my woman, say, you know, I'm dating a woman, and she's complaining like, listen, I don't have time to get to the gym. I'm not as fit and as happy with my body as I used to be. You know what? There's not enough time in the day for me to leave this house and do this, that, and the other. And then all of a sudden, a Peloton bike pops up in the house. She better not have a damn complaint. Because if I'm, if I'm up here listening to you talking about the issues you have with your body and your health, and then I buy you something that's going to help you with it, and then you're going to argue with me because you're worried about what politically or socially it says about something, then you don't care about your cause. You care about just well, complaining, and I don't. Yeah, oh, oh, and I don't. But that's not. Hold, what, hold, that's not what the controversy hold, behind hold, the thing. Hold, is. No, hold up. Let me. But let me finish. But see, this is okay. the thing about it. There was no context for that commercial. It was just a man buying his woman that bike. And see, the reason that you got there is because everybody automatically assumed or put out 
that the man found some kind of fault with his woman's body or her appearance and was saying, here, here's this bike. Now, it doesn't ever say that. It doesn't well, ever say that. Well, let, me, let, me, let me finish. It doesn't ever say anything about the size of her body. And again, it's some people who only are one or two, three pounds off their goal, but the problem is not their body shape. It's the condition of their body. And so the only controversy is projecting onto this scenario negative motivation and intent (coughs) of the man body shaming of the woman and all of a sudden now we got a problem. But I literally when I was married my ex was talking about health and cooking and preparing food for the children because we had young children. We were talking about really not perpetuating unhealthy habits of eating and preparing food and all this other kind of stuff. So I saw, and then also we were really busy, but we didn't like microwaves. There was, we had a microwave in the house, but we didn't like using it. And so this is when the convection ovens first came out. I was watching the commercials and I was looking at the, the ease of cooking, the, um, how it helps with draining fat, all this other kind of stuff, you know, time frame. And I'm like, I have a woman complaining about time, about this, about health, this, that, and the other. And when I brought it to her, she had that response. For my birthday, you're going to buy me a convection oven? I said, hold up. You don't want to running around here talking about you need a solution. And then I'm offering a solution and you don't get pissed because you don't want this? I'm like, then why are you complaining about it so much? I addressed your need. I didn't come up here and say, oh, I'm going to get you some flowery stuff that's just going to feed your fancy. But then check this out. After I got it for her, and she complained like hell, two to three months in it, she's walking through the kitchen. I love my oven. Thank God for this oven. It has saved me so much. And then she used it so much, it broke down. And then she complained about what she's going to do. And within a week, I had ordered a replacement for her. And we use them things up until we got separated. So what I'm saying is, damn all of that perception. Damn all of that, well, this is what you're saying about a woman. Listen, if you say this is what you need, if this is what you're putting out as a desire for you, and I get it, and you reject it because of how it looks or because of gender roles or perceptions, fuck you. For real. Because no, then you put putting I out agree. stuff. I, no, I, no, I okay. agree. I agree. And, no, and so, and so what I'm saying is, and so, and so again, I would buy my woman a Peloton if that was a concern of hers and that would address her need. And I don't care what anybody says, including her, because if your need ain't that important, quit expressing it to me. I don't want to hear complaints every day about your health and your condition, and then I get something for your health and your condition, and then you complain about that. Now you're just looking for something to complain about. Get to stepping. No, I. So I don't think it's controversial. I think it's just a bunch of people with their ass on their shoulders looking for something to complain about. I agree with you on the sense that, hey, you know, for Mother's Day, my girl likes to exercise. 
okay. I bought her exercise DVDs, uh, the little stretchy band things, and the and the and the little things where she can pedal while while at work. I got her all that for for Mother's Day and her birthday. They all kind of like within the same weekend. Okay, here have at. You know what I mean? I don't work out. Mm-hmm. Here, go. I'd much rather you doing this at home on <laughs> on the TV than going to some gym and some guy. Hey, uh, let me help you lift that weight. Get the fuck away from my woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then I got a whole other yeah. problem. I got to get a lawyer and bail, and I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I agree with you in that in, in in the terms of this is something that you you know you knowing your spouse. You know what I mean? We had a thing because both my wife and I don't want to get. Uh, and and let me say this: we j- I just don't find. We we have a thing about uh, the weight issue too. So we used to make jokes with like, hey, you know, you get too heavy, you know, I'm gonna say something once, and then after that, you know, you're not gonna do something about it. I'm gonna help you out by sprinkling crack in your food. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we had those jokes like that. So, <laughs> so I mean, I agree, but it was it. These are things between couples, and you know each other. But where the controversy came in on that, because they, I, I did see a lot of that on social media, where they were talking about the woman's expression when they showed when she got the bike and how she was talking about it. Her expression is what because I think uh, Ryan Reynolds, the guy who played Deadpool, came mm-hmm. out with a um, uh, did did a uh, little joke meme or something. Uh, 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 regarding the Peloton thing and use the same actress. You know yeah. what I mean? So it was it was her expression that caused the controversy inside of the commercial. So they attached her expression in the commercial when she got the bike and he was like, here, hun, she looks, when you look at her expression, she's kind of like, You know, Mm -hmm. almost like, you know, that's why I said in the beginning of my comments, unless your man is like a villain from a Tyler Perry movie or Ike Turner, which is one and the same, um, (laughs) it's a pretty good chance that you're not, you know, this is far from fucking reality. You know what I mean? No, but I think that's the point. I think the point was she was thinking, this is not anything I want. This is not anything I need. Why is he getting this for me? And then she realizes, hey, this was a great decision. I'm happy that my man got this. I never knew what this would have done for me. And I appreciate it. And I thought that was the message that because I mean, like this. Even if you if you are are not like overweight, like you're in what would be considered, you know, um, pretty good physical shape as far as as far as um, size. But we all know that just because you thin does not mean you're in shape. Does not mean you have energy. So it could have been one of those things where she's complaining about lack of energy. 
whatever. And what I'm saying is, one, we don't know. Two, it's a commercial, so I'm pretty sure that she didn't come in and say, you know what, I'm just going to frown when I see this. And they were like, okay, that sounds like a good idea. That was something she was instructed to do. So they were saying, I want you to look discontent when you get this. And then at the end of the year, I want you to be happy that you got it. And then the message is, you might not think this is good for you or something you need, but it will be. And then someone tells her, she looks like a prisoner. I'm like, let's not forget, this is Hollywood. She was directed to do that. So there was an intent right. for it. And so let's but they, let's get up here. She she was a hostage. So you, let me, and so let me get this right. You telling me that in directing her facial expressions, they told her act like you were hostage. No, they said just act like you're probably discontent or don't like it. Not that you're a hostage. Not that you're being shamed. Not none of that. And so all of that is just being added on to it by people who have a negative content with everything. We call them pessimists. You know, a dude offers you a salad, and you're saying, I'm fat. I'm like, no, baby. They serve salad before the main meal. It just came out. You know what I'm saying? You know, or you offer somebody gum, and it's like, you saying my breast stink? No. I was chewing the breath mint and gum, and I was taught to be polite, so I'm offering you one because I was taught that's just good manners. No, you saying I, I, my breasting. I got, I got, I got one. I got one even better for you, and this is a true life example of something I have done. You know, you know what I mean. You open the door for a lady, right? When they come out, you talk mm-hmm. chivalry. Hey, you know, let me be a gentleman, right? Yeah. Open the door for this young lady. I went to open the door for her. And she said, you ain't got to open up the door for me. I can get it myself. Ain't nothing wrong with me. That whole thing didn't know how to take it. I said, oh, okay. I walked in the door. I said, excuse me then. Walked in the door and slammed the door behind me. <laughs> <laughs> now, Now, when I got to the other side of the door, people saw it and was like, what the hell is wrong with you? I'm like, listen, I went to open up the door for her, and she told me she could get it herself. I didn't think she was helpless. I was being chivalrous, as I was taught because, you know, I have a mother, and she taught me manners, you know? Yes. So I was raised, you know, not maintained. I was raised. (laughs) And so when I said that, everybody kind of did like this. Oh, damn. Yeah. Now, at that point, I successfully defended myself and my actions. Now, I didn't tell everybody uh, in my, what I was saying in my head. And when the lady walked through the door, 
an older woman walked up to her and said, hey, baby, come here. Let me tell you something. You need to stop trying to be so independent and I can do it myself because it's not a man's job to do it for you. But a real man will do things for you and adhere to the things that you need, whether you know you need them or not. And that's the same thing that you're saying in this commercial. But, you know. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. Since the late 80s, about 30 years, you know, every every TV show ever tells you that every uh, that every uh, sitcom since '89 basically tells you that men are stupid. <laughs> so yeah. why should the advertising yeah. be any different? But hey, we got to get into yeah. the song so we can get into the uh, get into this uh, next hour. All right. Yes, sir. All right. Yes, now, with that being said, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to one of our favorites. All right. Uh, okay. The eighth wonder of the world, Mr. Stevie Wonder, basically uh, saying what I think the brother in the Peloton commercial was saying. I'm more than happy. <laughs> I'm satisfied. <laughs>
All right, all right, all right, all right. Stevie did bacon too. Stevie, Barry White, brothers and they could beg. So, yeah. Yeah, we got deep into the hour with this. We got like 40 minutes left. So, yeah. We just got finished talking about some hot topics. We talked about Lizzo. We talked about the Peloton commercial. What else did we talk about? Um, oh, we talked about uh, the um, sister who said that um, black women were having problems with black men. Should they bisexual men? All of that. If you have any opinion about any of that stuff, you can call in. But right now, we're going to get into the main topic. And today's topic is <clears throat> accepting success and avoiding sabotaging progress. And um, and we, we, we put that up because a lot of people, you see a lot of talented people who don't achieve. You see a lot of gifted people who never reach their goals. And everything seems to go wrong all the time. <clears throat> now, you know, you've heard the saying that if, you know, um, that the only person that's been involved in everything you did is you. And so at one point you have to start thinking about, could you be the problem? Now, we're not, because, you know, for all the people who go deep and go into conspiracy theories or, go, you know, who attach everything to everything and then be like, you know, what about black people trying to, trying to, um, Get 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 you know get to um freedom and and financial stability and all this kind of stuff. But we're not talking about us as a people. We're talking about individuals and individual progress. Because yes, there are forces who try to stop things. You know, in Middle East, you have men who don't want women to come into independence and power. In America, you have rich affluent people who don't want poor people and people of color coming into power. Yes, I get that, but we're talking about on an individual level, people failing. Because if you think the reason that you ain't got the job you wanted is because the government got a conspiracy against you, you got issues. Unless you're talking about being the president or something, you know. But well, let, I mean, let, let, let me let me let me say it in layman's terms: the Illuminati is not stopping you from working at from being a bus driver. Negro, <laughs> thank you. That's coming up. So yeah, I, I was trying to be politically correct. Yeah, um, as they say, they ain't checking for you. If the reason you ain't got it, <laughs> if the reason you ain't never made it to manager. Is Illuminati You want some other stuff They ain't checking for managers <coughs> At retail stores Even McDonald's Whatever My cold is killing me Yeah They ain't right. checking for yeah. you So It's coming <coughs> Get this job at McDonald's Nigga please just, just Yeah I mean shoot Even if it's a job Like even if you're talking about a manager at Amazon The man Ain't checking for you at Amazon you know what I'm saying? Right. So, my thing is this. Gypsy, question goes to you. Do you think people self-sabotage? And if you do, why do you think they do it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and how, and also, and how do you think they do it? Um, because it's, Okay. 
believe it or not, it's the same thing of a fear of failure. Fear is the one of the most damaging forces in the universe. You know what I mean? Because fear actually cripples you from doing anything. Some people are afraid of, like, okay, everybody knows that guy who's like, who's a basketball superstar. Like this, this dude is Baby Jordan. Like he would, he would, you know, destroy Michael, uh, destroy LeBron James and Kobe Bryant in a game of one on one or two on one. He kill him. The nigga can't read to save his life because he ain't trying to. You see what I'm saying? You can't go to college without the work ethic. You can't, and a lot of times they don't want to do that because they're afraid to be around that's not their friends or in their current circle. The people I know are familiar with me. So sometimes people don't want to leave who they know and what they know because they're afraid of the unknown. So it's not even what if I, oh, man, what if, what if I try this and I fail? It's, oh, my God, what if I try this and I make it? Then what does life look like for me? You know, they say more money, more problems. So I'm good right where I'm at. Keeping your head above water. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some people will strive just to be where they at because it's familiar with them and they can't and they and, and they can't do anything different. They don't they're not trying to do anything different because they're afraid of themselves and their own success. So, yeah, people self-sabotage all the time just by not doing or, hey, you know, if you do this today and this tomorrow, by the end of the week, you're going to achieve this. They may do it today. They may do it tomorrow. And they're supposed to do the same thing on Wednesday. But, nah, I just ain't going. I'm going to find a reason. Oh, well, you know, something came up. Well, it always comes up when you're that close to your own success. Because people are afraid mm-hmm. of being successful because they don't know what it looks like. You know, who? it's lonely. Uh, let's just use money for an example. You know what I mean? You make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You say you want to keep it real and you want to keep it, you know, you want to be around the same people. Oh, I ain't going to change. Yes, you are. You are definitely <laughs> going to change. That's the dumbest thing I have heard of in my life. You get $15 million and you ain't going to – you get $15 million, your ass live in a project today. The first thing you're doing is moving out because if you got $15 million and you live in a project, not only are you going to be living in your own apartment in the project – Everybody in the project is going to be living in your house because they're going to constantly be knocking on your door, either asking or demanding 
a piece of that $15 million. Let's just be totally honest. Your lifestyle is going to change. Let's just take in money, for an example. You know, you, whereas you may have been used to eating bologna sandwiches or like a bad cut of steak, oh, man, now I can go to the butcher and get that get that nice ribeye and eat that and get it prepared. Oh, I don't have to get my seafood from Red Lobster. I can go to an actual seafood restaurant where they are picking the lobster out of the tank and it's flown in from Maine or it's actual fresh. You can tell the difference in the taste and texture of things. So, yeah, you're going to change. You know, you're going to move out and give your kids better opportunities than you get. Everybody wants their kids to do better. Well, most people want their kids to do better than they do. <laughs> no, nah, it's some people that are jealous of their kids, but that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. So you're going to want to, you know what I mean? You got a woman, you know, depending on how you feel about the whole Peter thing, you will buy your woman a fur coat and some pearls and some diamonds. If you get that money, you would put yourself in a lack or a Benz or a BMW instead of that Chevy that you've been driving. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But people are afraid to do that because you can't pull up to your mama's house on Christmas in a BMW and expect for your cousin not to tap on your shoulder and ask you for, hey, uh, let me hold something. No, please. And now you got a strange relationship. You don't know who likes you for you and who just likes you for what you have. And don't be single mm-hmm. and come into that money. It becomes a whole different thing or that level of success. You know, how many people are dating <laughs> you because, you know, you look, you you know, you just a little Tay-Tay from around the way. Or how many people dating you because, you know, you 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 have this status or this prestige or you were on TV or this, that, or the other. You know, so it, it, it becomes a challenge. So a lot of people are afraid of that side and that complexity of things. Because they know deep down if they were really to apply themselves, they would achieve that. But everything that they know and they're familiar with would change. Yeah. And people can't and people can't handle that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And um I would just add an addendum. I don't think um I was talking to Lionel Richie and Lionel Richie said money doesn't change people. It just magnifies who you are. He said, because, see, when you're poor, it ain't safe to be a butthole because you need people. But then once you get money, if you really didn't want to be around people or didn't care about people, now you can show it because you can afford it. And so I don't think it changes people. I think it magnifies who you are. And I think life situations, including economic status, <clears throat> socioeconomic status, um, environment, geography, they limit who we let people see and how much of ourselves we let people see. 
And the more money we get, the more power we get, the more we feel free to show who we truly are. So, yeah, I don't think it's a change. I think it's just a magnification. You know, it's like this. It's like a dude who wants to date A-list models and stars, you know, but doesn't have A-list model and star status or money are going to date women. But then as soon as his money get up, like, I didn't want to date you in the first place. I was just doing this. <laughs> because you were my only option. And they're like, you changed. No, you didn't change. You were always like this. You just dated me because you couldn't get who you wanted. And so I do believe that happens. And I do believe, you know, that what happens is the change is more of a revelation <clears throat> than anything else. But, yeah, but I do agree with you. You know, if you ain't that person who likes living in a one-bedroom, <clears throat> once you get your $15 million, you're going to go get a mansion. But I know, you know, you got some people like Keanu Reeves who, you know, even after all those Matrix movies, they said that Joker was living on a motorcycle out of a motel. You know what I'm saying? They said that, um, and of course, I can't I didn't verify these, so if I'm incorrect, please correct me. You know, I know um, there was a... <laughs> excuse me, a story on LL Cool J saying that for years, you know, even after some success, he was driving a Honda Accord because he wanted to make sure the money was going to be around before he started spending it and splurging on it. You know what I'm saying? So the money didn't change who they were. And then later after they got comfortable, they start, okay, let me <clears throat> live into my wealth. But, you know, there's some people, who, you know, when you get the money, all of a sudden they become philanthropists. Like look at Bill Gates. Bill Gates is one of the richest people in the world, and what he pledged to do is give away all his money by the time he died, which means that was the kind of person he was before. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's one of those things. But I do agree that the sabotaging comes, like, from fear, fear of failure, sometimes it's fear of success. <coughs> but I don't want people to think is that there's just one reason that people self-sabotage. It's for a myriad of reasons. But if you want to tie it into something, one of the things that it ties into, like you said, is fear. And then it could be fear of not being able to maintain it, fear of losing it. <clears throat> Some people have fear of actually not being able to be successful. And so they sabotage themselves so they always have a reason outside of personal inability or lack of capability to blame. So in other words, say that you decided you wanted to be a famous painter and you could draw, you could paint, but there was a question of how deep you could get into it. And so anytime it looks like you were going to go to that next level, you would do something that could be considered a mistake <clears throat> that would sabotage it. And then the question and then the question is, why would he? Why would you purposely do that? Well, you're purposely doing it because you think that you will be uncovered for the the lack of talent that you think you are, and so therefore, I'll just continue living on the edge of this dream, <clears throat> mess it up. So then, when people say it, I can say, well, I can continue to do it because I have the talent, but then. Well, why aren't you successful? Oh, it's my disposition, or it's this factor, or it's this factor. <clears throat> and it might be something that was just manufactured. We manufacture those problems. 
Sometimes it's literally the fear of success. I can't handle this. I don't want this. I don't want the attention. So, like, listen, look at Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye went broke like three or four times. And they said that if Marvin Gaye would have just kept touring, he would have never been broke. But Marvin Gaye looked at touring as something overwhelming because he had all of these women hollering for him. And he said he felt like he could not satisfy him. And so being on tour in front of crowds magnified his feelings of inadequacy. So he would just stop touring. And so now all of a sudden he's not doing it because touring actually causes some kind of, some kind of distress. But it also makes him end up broke because he's poor with money and he needs the tour to make money. So you have that. And so there's a whole lot of reasons that people do it. So what we would say clinically is look inside your reasoning or what we call the payoff. What are you getting by not being successful? Is it an excuse? Is it a justification? <coughs> Excuse me. Is it some form of protection? You know what I'm saying? Is it some form of, like you said, fear of losing your friends or moving or going to other places? What is it? And then address whatever that fear or concern is, or what we call the payoff. But there is a payoff. When we do things to um, like that, we call those, put, you know, we call those, um, you know, defenses. You're defending against something, and so for some reason, reason, success is scary to you or worrisome, and so you create a defense to keep you from being successful, but at the same time, it's contradictory because you want to keep pursuing it. And maintain the the perception of, of being worthy of it, but just not ever attaining it. And so that's that's what we look for. Look for the payoff. What are you defending yourself against? <clears throat> and that's what we do to self sabotage. And in some in some way or form, like you were saying, it's still a payoff and it's still a defense. And so what we have to do is we have to get rid of our defenses, and we have to. <clears throat> process through our payoffs and realize that we are just, as said, sabotaging ourselves and we're just running like a gerbil on a spin wheel, moving fast and not going anywhere. And that's what self-sabotage is like. It's moving fast and not going anywhere. It's the cyclical cycle of starting not to finish. And that's what I think about it. So what do you think about what I think about it, Gypsy? Uh, say it in layman's terms for me. <clears throat> I agree that uh, a lot of people, how should I say this, have a, have a bunch of different reasons why they will self-sabotage, you know, in terms of success. Um. You know, I do believe that, like, money does change you, and it should. Um, I believe that it also brings out who you were all this time. I'm just going to tell anybody who knows me that's listening, money is going to change me a lot. I've said it a lot <laughs> in the show. It's going to change my address, my telephone number, 
And it's going to bring out the fact that, no, some of you people I don't want to talk to did not want to talk to me when I didn't have money. I don't want to see you now. I can just have the money to change my zip code to where I ain't got to deal with you. Now, with that being said, don't be surprised when it happens. (laughs) Okay. So um, more to put more to put mine in layman's terms. Um, how, how would you say what I said in layman's terms? Um, <clears throat> or would you? Or do you think I summed it up clear enough that it doesn't need any further interpretation? I mean, whatever it is that's, that's stopping you from getting to your next chapter, quit punking out and do it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. That right. You know. <laughs> you know. Um I do believe that we have to find a way to get past our shortcomings though when it comes to uh getting being successful. And whatever the reasons why, like with Marvin Gaye, he had a bunch of issues um, that came with uh, with his lack of touring. Yeah. You know, um, and I'm not going to get into that, but I will tell people if they want to know more about it, read uh, his biography slash autobiography divided by divided soul by yes. uh Dave Ricks. Okay, it's one of Great the most books. comprehensive. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the most comprehensive biographies on Marvin Gaye. It was actually supposed to be an autobiography, but he died before he could <clears throat> finish yeah. writing it. So, you know, and it's really Deep because Dave Ritz also uh, has a songwriter's credit because he also wrote some of Sexual Healing. Yes. So, uh, which was Marvin Gaye's only Grammy winning song, believe it or not. Which is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Oh, I forgot. We have 17 minutes left. This is TNC Radio, next chapter, Accepting Success, Avoiding the Self-Sabotaging. And then um, this is um, on the DIO Radio Network, and this is um, A-Town and Gypsy Star. Yeah. So finish what you were saying, homie. So, um, you know, just just it's not going to be easy. It's going, you know, it's not going to be easy. But it is going to be well worth it uh, and well worthwhile. Um, figure out what what's stopping you. What What is it? Don't be afraid to look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, man, what's going on? Why Why am I, am I afraid? Am I hurting myself to getting to that next level of uh, success or happiness? And then, you know what? Since we have 16 minutes left, I want to say it best in song. It was written far better than I I could say it, and I want to play it for the people, if that's all right. 
mm-hmm. then, you know, take a listen to Sir Elton John with one of my favorites. I'm We are back. That was Elton Johnson. Elton John. Still standing. I made him black. Elton Johnson. <laughs> Elton John. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> still standing. <laughs> Elton can get his color card. I like him. So, yeah. So, to well, sum up. Go ahead. He did, he did play backup and sing backup. No, he did play for uh, Patty LaBelle, so, you know, she has had sweet potato pie. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> hanging out with Patty, that's a definite. So um, <laughs> to sum up, as we, we were talking about self-sabotaging, there's a whole bunch of reasons. And like I said, we are not the end-all, be-all. You know, we don't guarantee answers. We guarantee input, you know, and we, and we attempt to be solution-focused. But we both agree that self-sabotaging can be a conscious and a subconscious process. And so the key is to find out specifically why you are doing it, what your payoff is, what you're defending yourself against, and then to be honest with yourself and to work through it. So some people will come up there and tell you, <laughs> excuse me, some people come up and tell you this is a tried and true way to get through self-sabotage, but truth be told, you know, if, if the main reason you're self-sabotaging is because you really don't believe that you'll be happy or that you have the ability to do it and you're doing it to please others, that's going to be different from the person who is self-sabotaging because they're afraid of what's going to happen with success, with success or what's going to become next of their life. And this can be two different processes. So don't believe this one-size-fits-all thing that somebody might give you. You do have to be specific in knowing why you are sabotaging and whether it's a defense or a payoff. And even a defense is a payoff if you want to be technical. But you got to figure it out. You got to be honest with yourself. And um, I ain't going to say it like Gypsy did, but Gypsy, you can sum it up the way you said it. Quick, figure it out. Quit punking out and get to it. <laughs> yes. Quit, yeah. Quit punking out and get to it. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can, you can do it. It was hard for you, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm like, it just sounds so harsh. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> those were Gypsy's words. Um, yeah. I would say work through your process. Gypsy says quit punking out. Either way, it comes to the point where you have to look at yourself in the mirror, be honest about what you see, be honest and truthful about your motivations, and then set up a plan to work through them. That's the general process that you're going to go through, and then the specific process is going to be dependent on what you find. So don't believe anybody that says these five steps will get you through any self-sabotage. No, they won't. Because depending on your motivation, your motivation and your lack of insight or the size of your motivation might make some things ineffective. So let's be honest about that. But understand, there is a payoff and there is a defense to self-sabotage. And so you have to figure out what's going on inside of you but it's going to take honesty, it's going to take fortitude, it's going to take guts, it's going to take motivation, and it's going to take courage. <clears throat> and understand when we say courage and bravery, courage and bravery are different from just aggressiveness or that gung-ho. See, courage and bravery imply that you understand that there's a danger that you're facing, but you run into it anyway. Bravado that could just be stupidity and fools rushing in where wise men dare to tread or just 
an unrealistic look at life. But when we're talking about this, we're talking about courage and bravery because it's going to take you looking at something that you understand is difficult and hard for you and might be dangerous, and you have to face it anyway, which is what courage and bravery is because if I'm about to get in a fight with my 13-year-old son, I don't need courage and bravery. I just need to remember how to throw two left hooks to make sure this joker don't get up again. Not that I would do that to my son, but that's just an example. See what I'm saying? Because it don't take anything for a man my size to beat up a little 13-year-old. But if I'm going to fight Mike Tyson in his prime, that's going to take courage, bravery, and a little bit of stupidity. You, you've thought you know, about this in, in detail, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, you know, uh, yeah, that'd be crazy. So, yeah. But, but but there it is. So stop sabotaging yourself. Accept your success or be honest about your inability or lack of desire. Because some people, they self-sabotage <clears throat> because they're following someone else's dream for their life and they really don't want to do it and they don't really, and they really want to be, they don't want to really be unhappy. And so they keep throwing up these barriers and blockades to justify not being successful, hoping that the person they're trying to please will give up the pressure and free them, the person who's self-sabotaging, to go do something else that they really want. But see, again, that's a defense mechanism, right? The defense mechanism is you're protecting your vulnerable self from the predator that you see. And the payoff is you don't have to be pushed into something. But the problem is you're still living an unhappy life. And so the way that you get that, you have to decide that I'm going to stand up for myself and that I will deal with the outcome of this person being unhappy with me regardless of what it is, and I'm going to go live my life. But people also do those, and I forgot to bring that up. Sometimes people self-sabotage because they're fulfilling someone else's dream for their lives that won't make them happy and so they keep self-sabotaging, so they won't actually have to carry through. But that's when, like Gypsy said, say what you say, Gypsy. Figure it out. Quit punking out. And get to it. <laughs> yes. Or <laughs> well, we would say develop some resolve, some volition, some courage and bravery, and step out. Yes, that's what we're talking about. So, Gypsy, we got like five minutes left. Affirmation for the week, and how have you been doing with your previous affirmations? Man, first off, let me let me say this. I was so hoping you was going to break out with the, the, the song from the Wizard of Oz with the lion. If I was the king of the parade. <laughs> like, I was, I was waiting for it, man. <laughs> Affirmation. Hey, and how you been doing with your past affirmation? 
I don't even remember. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> so I guess I got. I guess I got to get a new one. Um, well, you're talking about being productive. Yeah. Huh? I, mean, I need to. I need to stop saying that because she mo. She mo niece. Has it been? Has stuff been coming up? Then handle this. Handle that. Listen. I'm. Never mind. I'm gonna stop talking to the universe about that one. I'm gonna because <laughs> you know, be careful what you wish for. Gee, Moni. Um, <laughs> I, no, it's been, it's been a challenge, but I've been very productive, and it, it to to the point where a lot of things have been overwhelmingly uh just just where it's been overwhelming um which is which is good to a certain degree um but i will say that i need to uh my my the current affirmations that i'm working on inside of being productive with all the things that are coming my way I'm still trying to uh I'm gonna make time for family and a little time for me and a little time and and some time for God. Yes. Okay. I'm only a part time yes, people I'm only a part time in this. <laughs> <laughs> so let me get in because we got one we got two minutes left. Um, my affirmation, like I said, I've been started reading again. I've been reading the Bible daily. I've been getting into my other reading. I've been praying and meditating daily. I've been working out, but sometimes my schedule got real hectic and I didn't work out. It was because I was dog tired and my um and my and my um eating habits have vastly improved. I stopped justifying eating a bunch of junk and I've been staying on my dean. So I'm losing weight, I'm feeling better and I'm looking good. So I'm good. As far as that, uh, just because I changed it to being productive, but I do want to get my reading up. So um, other than that, I'm doing pretty good, man. And so the um, the affirmation is to keep doing it. And, you know, and then we're going to see you all next week because this is about the end of the show. we at the end of the road. So as we say all the time when we end this show, get to that next level and keep your eye on the sparrow. No. No, no. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time.